0: Hello, everyone. It's uh, Pastor Andrew again, and welcome to another episode of the Spiritual Leadership um, Podcast with myself. Uh, This week, we're going for another spiritual discipline, and uh, one that is not really something that you would associate with a spiritual discipline, actually. However, I think very, very important. We're going to talk about confession, the spiritual discipline of confession, and... Um, In our church uh, at CACV in Melbourne, Burwood, um, this is not something that historically we've done well, and it's something that we are trying to change and and something I've noticed in general across the wider church, that confession is not something that is taught much or practiced much. And it's funny because... Um, the crux of what Christianity is to confess our sins, right? And so I feel like um, the church has taken a step back with this. And um, yeah, I think there are definitely reasons for this. And so I'm hoping that this podcast would help us understand what confession is, how to do it, and how to change um, the culture of the church. Um, In terms of updates from myself and SOP, uh, Luca is now fully working. We've had his um, belated first birthday over the couple of weekends, which has been really nice to see family again as in Melbourne, we've only just opened up. And now, um, yeah, as vaccination rates have come up due to COVID and uh, yeah, it's it's been wild. So a lot of social engagements, all that stuff, type of stuff here in Melbourne are very busy, but it's also been really refreshing to see family and friends much more often than we used to. We are known as the most lockdown state and so, now that we are not locked down at all, and in fact, we, we, we're wide open, um, it's been really refreshing, and um, the world is slowly, seemingly going back to normal. However, um, noting that there's Omicron and all these other things happening around the world, we will see. Regardless, God is still in control. So, with that in mind, I'm going to go straight into um, yeah, the podcast around confession. I want to, um, I guess, define confession And I also want to um, talk about the reasons for not confessing. So if you look up um, the Christian uh, Church Dictionary, it defines confession as this, an acknowledgement of sin made either in general terms by a congregation in the course of worship or specifically by an individual um, in a public confession or privately. So Christians can confess their faith, For instance, in Jesus, and that is like agreeing or adhering to our faith. But equally, we can confess our sins to um, one another, either publicly, privately, and we'll go into more details later. I actually really like this uh, uh, definition from the dictionary, funny enough. And it defines it as a verb. And it says this, Admit that one has committed a crime or done something wrong. And I think that kind of hits the nail on the head. It is a verb, which means it's... Action word it means that it requires you to do something, um, and it's a crime committed against God, really, and His words. And as we confess, we have to adhere to and agree to the the word of God. And if we don't, we've done something wrong, and therefore we need to confess. And um, yes, and so I believe that's a really helpful definition. Um, and what are some reasons as to why uh, my church right now and the wider body of the church doesn't confess these things? Um, specifically at my church, at CACV, I think there has been a lack of modelling uh, from leaders and pastors and elders around confession. Um, let it be publicly confess or personally confess. Um, it's, it's quite interesting. And so without that modelling, without that role model. Um, from a older generation, it tends to stem down into a younger generation. I also see, because um, at CACV, our our cultural context is mostly Asian, in particular Hong Kong Asians and ABCs, Australian-born Chinese, growing up in Australia with some historical cultural backgrounds um, from Hong Kong. In our culture, um, or the Asian culture, it is uh, confession or looking bad Um, is a shameful thing and it's a cultural distinctiveness of face and that is important to people to be seen as someone who has value, who is honoured, esteemed in society. And so confession is counter-cultural to the face culture and usually um, therefore confession is hidden or sins are hidden so that we have this, I guess, almost honour uh, to give in to elders, to to people older in general. And we want to save face of people by doing so. And so there's a cultural aspect to it from my church. Um, and I think there's a personal aspect to it as well. So what are some barriers personally, rather than just talk about modeling and the culture? I think people in general, in particular um, in our millennial gen y generation is that there is a fear of rejection and a fear um, of, 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 of vulnerability and a fear of failure there's fear associated with confessing we live in a world that is all about highlights all about looking good on instagram um, all about i guess superficiality and so with all those factors in mind confession like confessing our dirt Our baggage, our brokenness, our sins—it doesn't. It's also very countercultural, and 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 I think that has crept into our church in particular. And with all these factors combined, it has made our church um, one that, yeah, is almost forgetting uh, that the crux of Christianity is about confession of sins, in particular to God and with each other, and. I think those are the reasons. Um, But having said that, I think there are great benefits to changing that culture within our church and the wider church body, as well as in your own spiritual life. And I think there are huge benefits of confession. I'm going to read straight from Scripture here. Proverbs 28, 13. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So good. I'm going to read another psalm. Uh, Psalm 32, 3-6. to six, um, I believe this is by King David. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty wall waters will not be reached. So we see here in the Psalms and Proverbs that it is wise to confess sins. And and, and David particularly paints this uh, stark image that his bones were wasting away. He was groaning all day and night because of the guilt that he carried, the shame, the things that we carry when we don't open up our soul, when we don't confess our sins. Um, we it, it actually has a detriment to our body and our soul physically and mentally. And so when we confess, it's like a huge relief of these things that finally, oh, I don't need to hide all those types of things, right? And I know for myself, um, confession has been something that I continually want to do, get into more of a habit to do and definitely more of a spiritual discipline to do. And I know that when I've ever hid, like, for instance, historically where I've hid... Pornography, when I've had lust issues or when I had unforgiveness, it just weighed down on my soul. And it's easy to compartmentalize it, but it's still there. The weight of the sin is still there, and we carry the shame, the guilt, um, and, and we can ignore it, but it's always there weighing us down. And um, I really think, yeah, those who conceal sins, they do not prosper, as Proverbs 28 13 says. And there is a uh, a releasing of weight as we do. And as we renounce our weight, it um, our, our, our sins, sorry, we find mercy. You know, it reminds me um, of Lance Armstrong. And for those who don't know Lance Armstrong, he's a famous cyclist. He won heaps of Tour de France's, world-renowned cyclist. And he had denied cheating forever. And he took... Um, performance-enhancing uh, uh, drugs during his time of cycling. And um, l- not long ago, let it be five, six years ago, he came out to finally confess his sins, that he did cheat. And um, a lot of his teammates were calling him out for that privately, but he denied it completely. And I can't imagine what it's like to keep a, a secret like that for so long and-, and trying to hide it. The weight of being caught, of being paranoid, all that type of stuff. Especially such a public figure. I can only imagine what exactly what David said. His bones were wasting away. He was groaning, groaning all day, all night. And you know, that's what happens when we keep these things to ourselves. And so I really, really think that confession is biblical. It is commanded by God, but it's also good for us. Like it's not a command that just says, Oh, you need to sin. I mean, confess. It is good for our souls, so I really hope that that leaders at CECV, we get this as a culture, but for the wider church, body of the church, we need to do this right as well. So what are the types of confession? How do we do this? All right, let's get straight into it. So there are private confessions. So what do I mean by private confessions? These are confessions that you confess to the Lord. 1 John one nine. if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Psalm thirty-two, five: Did I lodge my sin to you, and do not cover my iniquity? And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave me for my guilt of my sin. So, first and foremost, all sin is against God. Every single sin that we commit is always we're sinning against God, and we have to say sorry. And this should be a daily thing. Sorry, God. In our prayer life, sorry God, on a constant, constant basis. Sorry God, um, during our prayer time, our quiet time, you know. Um, and I really believe that once we get into that habit first, by apologizing to God, um, releasing our transgressions to Him, that's where it all starts. Because it acknowledges first and foremost that we are a sinner in need of forgiveness of our sins, but also creates this culture and habit and spiritual discipline of. Of confessing, and let me give you an example. So I used to be a real people pleaser. Like I was always worried about what people might think. Um, always scared if I rocked the boat. I was a real people pleaser and just wanted their approval, all that kind of stuff. And I remember that um, I just I realized there's, there's this sin in me, you know, this fault in me that I would, you know, just be so scared of what people might think. I'll be so wanting to their affirmation, their approval. So I started saying, God, I really don't want to be a people pleaser anymore. Please help me. Let me please you and not man. And this was one of the first prayers I did on a consistent basis when I became a Christian. I had a mentor that told me that I should start praying to be more like God and and there are certain characteristics in me that needed shaping and forming. He said, yeah, you just need to pray to God to change you. I was like, okay, let's do that. So I started. I wanted, one one things I wanted to start um, praying for was to stop being a people pleaser. So every almost every day, I would you know get down on my knees and and pray, God, um, help me please you only. Help me be more like King David, who just pursues you with all his heart. And that's what I want for my life, right? And I can tell you, after almost. Ten and a half years of following Jesus, he has changed me radically to be much, much more worried about what he thinks than what people think. I wanted to confess my sin to him, and I wanted him to change me. That's private confession. And there are other, you know, smaller things as well, like, you know, how I yell while I play games, sometimes swear. You know, those aren't good. And I tell God, oh, God, I'm so sorry, you know. And, you know, there, there are other things too, but we have to get into the habit of, of 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 confessing our sins to God first. Secondly, um, there is more of the personal side of confession. So privately is with God, personally is with one another. So let me break it down to two types. We confess our sins um, when we sin against someone else. So for instance, in Matthew 8, 15, 17, it says this, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault, just between two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they do not listen, take one of them, others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell the church. And if they fr- l- refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or tax collector. So in this case, um, if if one brother sins against another, you've got to talk to him about it, okay? And so in that way... Um, we are required to, I guess, confess our sins in, in some way, shape or form. I like to get ahead of that. So if you um, sin yourself against uh, a brother or sister in the church or even anyone in general, you kind of want to not have to be approached by them, and say, hey, you sinned here. You kind of want to just do it before that happens. And so I'll give an example. So I shared uh, from the pulpit uh, a couple months ago that I had a, a an argument with our administration staff and 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 I was just getting very impatient. I was didn't have much sleep that night and I just lost my temper. I was like, you know, you, you know, I just said basically you guys are crazy. Why are we doing this? And the tone was not nice and obviously I wasn't feeling um yeah, I was just very impatient and 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 lost my cool. In a little small burst of anger and I I had to apologize straight away. I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." You know, I I, 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 this is no, you know, and I went up to preach literally five minutes later, which is terrible, right? And so I wanted to make sure I apologized straight away because I knew that I had lashed out. I was impatient. And I lost my cool with them and it was a, a, a short burst of anger. And so you want to get in the habit of apologizing when you do lose your cool, when you're impatient with, with someone, or it could be something worse. You've backstabbed them, you've gossiped about them, you've, Um, been really rude to them, you know, you want to just say, oh, I'm so sorry, please forgive me, right? This is how we are to confess our sins to one another, especially when we sin against someone. And and this is really important. And secondly, um, when it comes to personal confession, this is something that is also really important. So, Uh, James 5.16 says this, Therefore, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So, we see here in Scripture that it's important to continually confess our sins to one another. Um, Not necessarily because we've sinned against them, but maybe we've sinned against God or other people. Um, And it's like, yeah, a habit that we get into by talking to our peers, for instance, about our personal struggles. Let it be pornography, overeating, Gl- uh, gluttony, judgmentalness, bitterness that we're holding, um, you know, our, our lukewarmness, these types of things that we see sin with ourselves is really important to talk about it with your spouse, your, your Christian peer group circles, your mentors, your, your pastor, your small groups, your accountability groups. These are all really important that we are to confess our sins to one another. The church just does not do a good job in, in this way, and maybe it's because, because we're scared. Um, we're not used to it. We've never been modelled it. Whatever the reasons, it's still scriptural, and we have to follow His commands because I really believe in confession there is healing. I'll give an example of what I do, and the church, my church knows a little about this already. But I catch up with uh, some of my peers, some really good friends, my age, uh, all in ministry, um, and we catch up once a week, or sometimes once every two weeks, depending on our schedules. And we talk about everything. Let it be um, ministry, what's God placed in our hearts. Let it be something we need to get off our chest, like pornography or um, um, you know, lust issues or anger issues or you know, um, strange dreams. You know, anything, right? We will talk about these things really openly and honestly, and it's just really beneficial for us, right? I know someone else. Um, you know, I, re- I was listening to a podcast uh, recently. And one of them, who's a pastor now, used to call up another pastor every morning at 5 a.m. confessing their sins from previous day. And they would end just saying, your sins are forgiven. And that's it, right? And what they found was that they became more accountable and more holy through that process. Because every day you're confessing their sins. And you don't want to repeat the sins of the the previous day. So you are really, really seeking holiness, seeking holiness god and, and and making sure that your soul is good right and they got a spiritual discipline of confession i love that and it's something probably i want to do one day probably not at 5 a.m though but something along that line to really take confession seriously and as a discipline there's other ways that we can do that too like with mentors or counselors so um i i see counselors quite regularly um the last time i saw a counselor was probably three four months ago and i will just talk about stuff like. Um, Yeah, something that's on my mind. Maybe it's, you know, I see a character flaw. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's an anxiety. And these are deeper issues that, you know, that you don't know yourself and you need, you know, external help to help deal with it because maybe they have the experience, maybe they um, have seen these things before that our friends can't help with or our peers can't help with. Um, Super important. I will also confess things to my spouse. Let it be, you know, I'm struggling with my diet or I'm struggling with something. She um she must be the usually the first person I will talk to about these things. Um I'll give you an example. So when I, I studied Greek last year and it was all on online and um, really hard and I was really stressed and I cheated on one of my tests. Like I looked at my my book and you know I felt really bad about it. Like um and so I told my wife, then I told my senior pastor. And then they encouraged me. I said, I, I think I need to tell my school. I mean, it was minor. It was only a couple marks, but it was still cheating. And I wanted to get my soul right with God and confess. So I ended up um, telling my school that I, this is what I did. They deducted a few marks and we all carried on, right? So confessing to your spouse, for instance, or confessing to your pastor if you really trust them. And I've told my pastor plenty of things Um Previously, before I was a pastor, and now, even as a pastor, I still tell my senior pastor stuff. Um, small groups are really important to, to share these things with because um, when I say small groups, I mean Bible study groups, life group, connect groups, whatever your church calls them. Um, important to share with the group itself or with, um, yeah, members of that group that you trust. Um, then there's accountability groups as well. So really intentional ones like pornography groups, like um, healthy exercise groups, um, Bible study groups in terms of being accountable with spending time with Jesus. All these types of things, really, really important to get confession right. And that is the framework and that's how you do it. And so the the question that I get is like, how often should we do it? And I like to say as fast as you possibly can. When you commit a sin, you want to tell someone, a spouse, someone else as fast as you possibly can. Unless you're trying to like discern, hey, what happened there, all that kind of stuff, and it takes time. But if something happens, you want to tell someone straight away. Let it be that night, that moment, whatever it is, right? Um, try to get in a habit of doing it immediately or within a day or two because it's very easy to, once, you, once you've once you sinned and you don't tell anyone or tell God in particular, you 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 tend to sweep these things on the rug and get a habit to it. What's another one? So. Um, we've we've said it's private with, between you and God. It's personal between yourself and another person. Um, let it be you've sinned against someone, you need to apologize, or you just want to confess to a friend, um, pastor, mentor, spouse, small group, whatever it is. Um, and lastly, there's public confession. And so I've only recently been doing this at CACV, which has been really encouraging. Um, uh, I'm going to read a piece of scripture, uh, Acts 19, 17 to 20. Um, when this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number of them had practiced sorcery, brought their scrolls together, and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of scrolls, they were told it came to 50,000 drachmas. And this is the way the Lord spread, uh, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. This is so, so, so good. When these believers in Ephesus came to know Jesus, um, they started to openly confess what they had done. People practiced sorcery, and in the act of repentance, they burned very, very expensive scrolls publicly. And then the Lord, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. It's so interesting. So public confession actually can lead to um, the word of God spreading and growing in power. And so public confession, I think, is healthy for the church to model it from the pulpit, in- including pastors, elders. And I'm not talking like, um, you know, it doesn't have to be all your dirty laundry or whatever it may be, but have to get into a habit of public confession. And John Piper's principle, which I really like, is that the more public the sin The more public the confession. For instance, if you're a pastor, you're an elder, or you're you're a Bible study leader, whatever it is, you're you are held to a high standard. And if you sin, let's just say you commit adultery in your wife or husband, or you date a non-Christian, or you know you got a you know something right, because your standard is higher, um, and and if you publicly sin, then that requires a public confession. For instance. I would have expected um, if Ravi Zachariah uh, was still alive, um, he would publicly confess his sins because of the things that he had done and the office that he had was so public. He des- that the public deserved to to hear that apology because you know the weight of his sin was so public and 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 I unlike I- I that principle jump John- by John Piper. Um, yes. So, so, I think public uh, sin is, is important. So, how, um, how do we do this? What's the first steps to take um, for my leaders at CECV? Uh, these are, yeah, some of the frameworks um, for you guys out there. I really hope this helps. But, first step to take is just do it. Like, confess your sins. Get into the habit of confessing your sins to God first um, and just saying, hey, God, I'm really sorry. This is what I did today. Help me. Then talk to your peer group, pastors, or small groups um, and get into that habit first. Secondly, um, if you're leading and you're into that habit yourself, you want to encourage that behavior by yeah, confessing these things to your small group, your, your, your accountability groups, whatever, and encourage that behavior with the, those around you. No one will follow you into confession unless leaders do it themselves, right? And for you leaders, just do it. You know, I know it's scary. I know it can be really um, um, nerve-wracking. I get it. I totally get it. I feel you. But once you start getting to a habit, it gets easier and easier and easier, and you fear people much less. And people will follow you into confession too. So once they, once people start following, you, you want to affirm that behavior almost like you would with a child. Like, like if they do something good, you want to reward them with praise hey, thank you so much for telling me something so personal to you. This is great. And I know that it is a sin, but what I want to affirm is that, you know, God is happy when we confess our sins to each other and you receive mercy through that, right? Let me help you. Let me pray for you. And just thank you so much for doing it. this Is a culture. And we want to praise these small wins in people. And you want to create a safe place where you're not going to tell everyone their secrets. Oh, you know what? You know, this person did that person. You know, We want to say, hey, I'm not going to tell anyone, but I really appreciate you telling me. And um, I want you to know that this is a safe place for people to share, right? And, And affirm that behavior and do it and do it again and again until it becomes a habit, a spiritual discipline. So really hope, church, that this podcast blesses you as much as confession has blessed me. And something I continually need to make, a spiritual discipline, and something the church does too. We we are meant to be people of confession and repentance. And uh, this is so important. So I really hope you guys are blessed. Please stay safe. If you want to uh, provide feedback, email me at spiritualleadership.ap at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me on social media in the links below on the, in the show notes. And um, yeah, be blessed, guys. Take care. See you guys soon. Ciao.